Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you've all had a good week. I hope you've been able to get a little bit active in our unprecedented times. Um, it is very challenging at the moment, but I hope you've been able to keep active, keep happy and um, also catch up on some podcasts as well and do some learning. So today I've got, um, I've got a great guest on today. Now this guest is one of my partners in crime. Um, Mr. Mark Roughsedge, he's, uh, he's, a, he's the sports development officer for Medway Council and we've worked together on a lot of community programs across Medway and the South East uh, because he's got another role within street games as well and, um, and we've also got an exciting announcement of a new, a new organisation that we've set up together. So we'll tell you more about that later on in the episode. So first of all, just introduce Mark. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Getting on, sitting in this uh, little isolation period still, but we're getting on, we're cracking on, we're getting some work done. So it's good. We're planning ahead. You, what have you been doing? Yeah, it's pretty strange times, isn't it? So um, like, like a lot of us, just trying to... Um, Trying to keep busy. Uh, lots going on with with my uh, my several roles. So um, luckily, I've got I've got a lot going on. So it's uh, it's more important than ever now, isn't it? That we yeah. uh, you know that we keep keep things ticking over and That's right. uh, planning for the future. Things, yeah, definitely, and keeping things um, ticking over and getting ready for when we're back to some form of normality. So yeah, yeah. lots lots and lots going on and. Yeah, I'm just glad we've we've got down to doing this podcast, mate. It's been yeah, uh, we keep well. talking about it, don't we? One thing keeps getting in the way, so no, it's good stuff that we can finally get down and uh, get it done and get it out there. All right, then. So let's start. Then let's start. The usual question I start with everyone is, "Who are you and what is your role?" Because we know you've got uh, many hats that you wear. So let the listeners know who you are and what you do. Yeah, so as you've alluded to, uh, qu- quite a few hats. Um, Lucky at this period of time where we're trying to keep busy. So my full-time role is a sports development officer uh, for Medway Sport, which is the sports development team over at Medway Council. So our team is uh, responsible for um, a couple of key events that you've been part of or you may have heard of. So like things like the Medway Mile, mm-hmm. which is a community mass run, which takes its route through historic Rochester and around the castle. Uh, the Mini Youth Games, which is a, a series of primary school competitions run throughout the year. Uh, we also look after kind of international sports events like international handball, wheelchair rugby league, and we're also responsible for the uh, provision of leisure centres. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So my role specifically at Medway Sport is to look at community sports and looking at uh, working in LSEG communities, so delivering provision outside of our leisure centres. So, for example, community centres, uh, multi-use games areas right at the heart of a community and our green spaces. Yeah. Um, I also look to support um, local community sports clubs and organisations in areas such as linking them to wider initiatives uh, and just general support around upskilling their workforce and linking them to wider programmes. Um, another area of focus for me is around football development. So kind of growing um, football participation um, in Strood, just making use of that um, football facility we've got um, within Strood Sports Centre. Yeah, and another role of mine is is through street games. So uh, throughout Kent, um, I deliver a role called a doorstep sports advisor. So to give you a bit of background on um, street games, its purpose is to enable disadvantaged young people and communities to be healthier, safer, and more successful through sport, physical activity, and volunteering. Um, so a bit about my role as a um, doorstep sport advisor. So I look after kind of street games in three areas. So there's Medway, uh, Thanet and Dover and Shepway. So what we try and do is bring uh, clusters of organisations um, together, um, such as youth workers, might be the wider police force, uh, task forces, um, general sports workers, early help, basically anyone with a, a vision of improving the lives of young people in their communities. Yeah. And um, kind of a snapshot of that. Um, I also deliver um, training academy content, so anything from like your three-hour kind of workshops right through to your um, nationally recognised level twos. 
Um, and outside of those roles, I've also uh, got responsibility as um, a head coach for Scotland Wheelchair Rugby League, leading into the Rugby League World Cup in 2021. And I'm also um, head of Great Britain Women's Tag Rugby. So I look after kind of the women's programme there. So three um, World Cup campaigns to get ready for in 2021. You're going to be a busy man, aren't you? Busy boy, yeah. definitely. What was, it? was it not the World Cup you went out to Australia for? Yeah, so in recently, uh, up until um, December last year, I was um, head coach of England Wheelchair Rugby League. So mm-hmm. I've been involved in uh, England Wheelchair Rugby League since um, kind of 2011 in different capacities, more recently as a head coach. Yeah. So we um, we undertook uh, a tour to Australia, uh, the first ever Ashes series. So oh, it was uh, just a tour, it wasn't the World Cup. Yeah, so it was an Ashes tour. So luckily, through through those roles, I've uh, I've been to Australia twice uh, in the last two years. So in uh, in 2018 was actually the uh, the women's um, tag uh, rugby World Cup. Ah, that's so what I was thinking. To get out there, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I was. So thinking. we came away with a uh, a bronze medal there, which was uh, which was massive. Really, we punched yeah. well above our. Yeah. So I was really happy with that. And obviously, we uh, we we took the five games out in Australia as well. So uh, we were the most kind of um, successful England programme out of the, the men's, women's and um, and the, the juniors as well. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. Was, uh, That's fantastic, good, yeah. mate. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, many hats and many coaching hats as well, which is awesome. It's, it's safe to say that your life is, um, is surrounded and uh, it's completed by coaching all the time, isn't it? Yeah, Always definitely. sport, I'll... isn't it? Some form of sport. Yeah, I absolutely love sport and um, obviously been... Growing up in Warrington, um, got fond memories of sport. It's brought me lots of positive experiences, and I think that's probably why I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And, I, yeah. and I everybody, no matter who you are, should be able to to know reap the benefits of uh, what sport can offer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in Warrington, rugby league is like a religion. So if uh, if Warrington lose on a weekend, the town's in a mood. If they win, uh, the, the town's in a great mood. So <laughs> been, been up around it and. Lots of my early memories were going to watch the uh, the Warrington Wolves or the Wire, as they're known locally. Yeah, yeah. In over the railway, and uh, with my dad and my uncle Tom, and go and watch the Wire since I was little. And that was it, uh, was it? Yeah. So that moves me yeah. on to my next question: What was your background in sport? What did you play, and and everything like that? What did where did you come from in sport? What's your journey? Yeah, so like you alluded to in Warrington, uh, rugby league is a religion. So I got brought up on uh, on rugby league, initially watching it. Uh, and then participating as a as a player from from a young age, yeah. Um, so some great experiences at a, a couple of community clubs in Warrington. Um, I got to a reasonable standard where I was a kind of town team level back then. Yeah. And then um, it got to a point where actually um, I wasn't that keen on playing as as many teenagers do. You kind of find other yeah. things, don't you? Yeah. So um, you know, there's a period of time where I disengaged from the playing side of it. And obviously, continued to watch it because I'm a big, uh, big Warrington Wolves fan. So, yeah. uh, they connected with the game, and I, I looked for a way back in. And uh, coaching uh, from a fairly young age got me into that. So, um, kind of one of the coaches I worked with in the past, um, kind of recognised that I'd potentially be a decent coach. So he he, he got me on the pathway. Uh, a guy called uh, Brian Chambers got me in at Warrington, doing a bit of volunteering, mm. and then uh, I kind of went there. So I've gone through from being. Um, being a community player right through to uh, coaching at various levels. So, awesome. uh, sport. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, top stuff, mate. Uh, that's the way that we always end up going, don't we? We always end up it's all from playing and then we're on to the coaching because uh, it runs through our veins, doesn't it? So, we can't leave it off. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, we did a, a nice little workshop with our um, kind of um, coaching workforce at, at Medway Sport where we kind of um, looked at philosophy and kind of what people what got people into it and the interesting thing it was all based around sort of giving back to something yeah. that was um, positive in their life so really really powerful stuff and uh, 
you know what what was envisaged a forty minute conversation ended up being two and a half hours. So some really good, just deep quality going. stuff there. Yeah, that's no, it's good. It's always good to brainstorm, isn't it? So it's it's uh, it's awesome. So obviously, like together, we we we've done a lot of uh, community sport together. With we we've obviously worked together with the fit and fed programs across Luton, uh, across Luton mainly, obviously, and across Medway, like all the ones that we were involved in. We do that. We've we do a lot of uh, community safety sport programs, don't we? Such as Saunders Street and Chalk Pit and everything like that. We've worked a lot together on them kind of initiatives. But um, just from your point of view, how how important do you think community sport is? Um, and not just a straight question, as in like community sport. How important is it for people? But I mean more specifically that it's um, community programs rather than general sports clubs. Yeah, I think just just to kind of paint a complex picture of what our disadvantaged communities look like, where um, a lot of um, our time is spent trying to engage those young people. Mm. So um, to, to go on a bit of a stats run here, so 3.5 million um, young people uh, in the country live in poverty, which is just shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So that highlights, you know, a, a barrier straight away, doesn't it, around cost? Um Fewer than uh, a quarter of those young people in our disadvantaged communities um, don't meet the national recommended daily activity guidelines. Mm. So again, there's there's lots of complex reasons around that. Uh, the young people from our lowest um, economic bracket are three times more likely to suffer with mental illness than uh, their counterparts in the higher earning groups. So um, already you're seeing that kind of complex picture and why we have to kind of um, think differently than a traditional sports club. Um, the UK's poorest children live an average of three and a half years to five years, fewer than the more affluent peers. So we've got a massive um, responsibility around getting these young people active. Yeah, no, and great. generally, so these these families have only got on average uh, £3.21 to spend on uh, activities per week compared to a national average of just over £12. Yeah. So it just kind of highlights, doesn't it, the complexities of um, of the environments we're involved in. So cost jumps off the page, doesn't it? Um, there's not enough money to access kind of traditional sports settings. No, so, right. And it's also, like we said, always say the right time and the right place, isn't it, that to engage these people, these young kids and that, get them in. Get them yeah, moving. definitely. Yeah, and I'll just just to jump on that point, we've we've got to think very differently, haven't we, when it comes to coaching uh, these these young people in these communities. Mm. Um, so we've got to involve them in a, in a conversation and the design from the off. And um, we've got to talk to the wider community and we've got to, you know, we've got to find those, those people with key, um, key relationships to, to get them to our sessions. Yeah, no, that's right. So, um, you know, we, you know, sports all about being inclusive and enjoyable, isn't it? So we all know the power of sport um, and the role it's got in transforming and broadening ambitions of young people. So, um, and along with that is the, the key skills, such as your teamwork, your understanding uh, and self-discipline, the way it brings people yeah, together so, and the way it creates pride in the wider community yeah, as well. Yes, right. So, also, it, it, it helps like with with life skills, doesn't it? And it, and it improves like people's like We've seen many young people that have, that have been with us for, like I'd say, like the majority of their like I'd say teen years, but their young lives, like like their school, they say secondary school age. So they've been with us on community programs, most of them. And like from when they come in to when they leave, like the difference in their life is massive. And some of these like go on to, to it help the, the programs that with the life skills that are delivered, it helps them achieve like employability and improve their chances and everything, doesn't it? Yeah, there's, there's loads of different outcomes, isn't there? And I think, why our approach is is a lot different. It's you know young to these young people, the adult in in their lives are generally negative um, influences, yeah. aren't they? Whether that's um, several people telling them off at school, um, whether that's true or not, you know. But their perception of an uh, of a of an adult is generally negative, yeah. isn't it? So they're the ones telling them off all the time. They're the ones potentially constantly letting them down and not providing kind of the right environment for them to flourish yeah. in. So our role is really important, isn't it, going into those communities? And you alluded to kind of the five rights there of, of, of community sports. So street games are kind of um, five key ingredients around um, providing activity through the right person. So that right person's got to be someone 
is able to broker trust um, and build good quality relationships with those young people. So being really positive. And um, so with that comes some responsibility around, I mean, it's one thing I try and hammer home to, uh, to any coaches that we work with. If it's, if it's raining, if it's, um, if your car's broke down, you've still got to absolutely turn up to that yeah, session. Right. Some people, and if people turn up and you're not there, you'll just add into the negative perception of an adult. So we've got a massive responsibility. So, um, you know, be there, be honest with them. Um, so that's the right person. Um, delivering sport at the right time. So where we might think um, putting a sport session on um, around our availability might not fit in with the lifestyles of these young no, people. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got, to, you know, we've got to be informed. Um, so a mistake I made a few years ago was putting on uh, a teenage-based um, session. So I was looking at engaging with teenagers. Um, I stupidly uh, put a session on a Saturday morning at uh, half nine in the morning. And that's uh, <laughs> what, no teenagers yeah. turned up. But hey, when we started when we started questioning them, uh, they're all still in bed, aren't yeah. they? So we kind of worked with uh, different people and, and and got the timing right. And um, we've got to deliver in the right place. So the right place might be right bang smack on their doorstep. Yeah, as we that do, love me like, like Saunders Street for yeah. a massive for a big for a big. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to, oh god, the, my mind's gone blank now. What's what my mind's gone blank? Uh, just for the, the big ha- yeah, place. that's it. Yeah. It's a place that people hang out. So actually the right place might be there. Taking it to them. Yeah, absolutely. So where um, traditional sport tells you that actually we're going to need a field with the following dimensions or a sports hall with the following dimensions. Doorstep sport isn't about that. It's about uh, creating an environment within the space that you've got. So adapting to that environment rather than kind of conforming to what the rule book says, if that makes yeah. sense. Um Right price. Obviously, we'll we'll try and work with partners to a try and fund that program, um, or we'll work with the young people to try and upskill them so that when we leave that project, it's got longevity. It's being owned by the locals, and you know when funding goes away, it's self-sustainable. And a, a massive one for me is around the right style as well. So if um, you know if we we rock up trying to do an eleven aside football session with people that. Um, don't do a lot of sport, then it's not the right fit, mm-hmm. is it? So we've got that right stylist. So an example might be um, might be social time in the middle of a session. So there's examples of projects that go um, that just embrace people that are not on that are on the phone all the time. So we might have a little social break in the middle and get back on it. Our sessions are generally designed so people can drop in and drop out. Um, so people on the peripherally activity can just slot in and slot out as yeah, they like. Yeah. So actually success at that level might be somebody that's dipped in for 10 minutes and next week he becomes here for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then it becomes a lifelong habit. So we've got to embrace our environment and deliver that in the right style. Yeah, no, no, it's absolutely right though, isn't it? It's spot on. All them five hours are absolutely spot on for community sport. And there's, um, like we've achieved a lot between us, haven't we? Like the programmes that we deliver in partnership, like the Fit and Fed programmes, John almost now, isn't it? Like it's it's something that both you and I have have said that we want to we want to branch this out as far as we can and uh, across the southeast and across our areas and see how we can replicate it in every community, isn't it? Yeah, and that's absolutely huge, and that and that does involve a, a wide partnership, yeah. doesn't it? And um, I think that that's led to the growth, hasn't it? I think I think we're very very passionate about young people getting positive experiences, and just um, for, for listeners that don't know about um, Fit and Fed, it's um, um, a holiday isolation and hunger program. So we uh, we identify um, young people that, for example, get free school meals. So in the School holidays, they're not getting that equivalent um, good feed that they would get whilst being at school. So there is that kind of that um, hunger gap um, during the holidays where families struggling to put food on the table, that sorts of thing. So huge impact, um, huge impact from that program. And, you know, the more people have heard about it, um, there's, there's more of a need. And, you know, we're going going to far out wide places now and, and the growth of it's been yeah, incredible. It's massive, it? And yeah. what I would say is, you know, we are getting to the right people because we're, we're going through the yeah, right channels. Right, so yeah, it's, it's a program yourself, yourself and, uh, and Stephen over at um, Arches is very, um, is very passionant about it. It's, it's a program close to my heart. So 
um, it's, it's great to see yeah, that growing. Yeah, no, it is. And yeah, no, hopefully we can replicate it across uh, Kent and the southeast as well. Um, obviously, down to manpower, we, but we're, we're growing as our organisations, aren't we, and, and coaching workforces. So, fingers crossed, we can put on put more of these programmes on across Kent and um, and enable more families and young people to access them. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just um, if I can uh, just go across there. I mean, um, obviously you you've run um, that kind of workforce development program through yeah. Sport England, so things like key aren't it? So uh, you know, giving giving those young people that employability oh, opportunity, good, yeah. and a lot of those young people that have come from these um, these community programs we've run together. So it's uh, you know it's it's, it's giving people a chance, yeah. isn't it? There's so many outcomes for yeah. and. Um, Sport's not just about making your right or left foot better, is it? It's about that wider piece of um, the, the teamwork and, and the life skills, yeah, isn't no, it? So, yeah, no, good. it certainly is. So what's um, what's Medway Sport or the catalog? Well, yeah, Medway Sport, not so much the council. What are you doing in this in these times at the moment? What, what are you guys up to? So we've got, um, got a number of things. So um, you, you'd be well aware of the kind of the Sport England money that's yeah. just come out. So I've got kind of, two roles with that so on the wider kind of Kent um, that that's my street games cap but in, in Medway itself yeah. it's just kind of supporting uh, local clubs at the minute so there's many clubs out there with um, you know with funding issues that might have um, committed funding through the year and obviously that you know that's lost income at this moment in time or where clubs might be relying on bar money and things like that and social events um, so it's kind of identifying those clubs and trying to walk through and support them through the, the Sport England application. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a, an immediate role. Um, so we're looking at, like yourselves, um, looking at some online stuff. So through our leisure centre staff, uh, our sports centre staff, we've got um, an online fitness programme um, that we're running for our members. Um yeah, so it's just general support at this stage. So there is going to be a bit of uh, redeployment as well um, for us. So the team's going to support the wider community effort in uh, food delivery and, and just general support around the community. Yeah. Um, we're supporting key workers, young children at some of the primary schools. So a couple of us have been redeployed and kind of delivering sessions there. So at this moment in time, it's that transition into supporting the wider um, community effort um, being there as a as a point of contact and support, everyone out, yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm just pulling a piece together, and that's looking at um, celebrating um, all the hard work and the roles that um, sports clubs play. So at the moment, we were having to flex and bend, aren't we, and, and try and think of creative ways to to engage with kind of our our members, our participants, the wider public. And I'm looking to kind of pull a program together that celebrates that um, for a week. So the week commencing the uh, 20th of April. So any Medway-based um, sports clubs or providers that want to get involved in that, that would be great. So I'm after kind of um, stories of how the clubs engage in the community. Um, if any members of the community are on the front line, um, bending the back and doing their extras to get us through this. So that type yeah. of stuff. So uh, just hopefully get- a lot of people access it as well because it is much needed for these organisations, isn't it? And these clubs. Yeah, it is definitely hundred no, percent. Yeah, and yeah, and it's and it's great that organisations are out there recognising you know this, these tough times and and doing yeah, all we can. Right. Uh, right. it's, it's been surprising, hasn't it, how much offer and support has come out for for clubs and community sport organisations and everything like that in these times because some. Sometimes, like in drastic measures such as this, like the, these clubs and that are the ones that are often forgotten about, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, you kind of, you smaller clubs kind of, um, you know, they're the ones most in need, aren't they? And actually, they're the ones that people connect with the most, aren't they? So it's uh, it's really important that we support each other through these these tough times and, and be in a position ready the other yeah, side to hit the ground running, to get back to that's what we've been doing like over this time i've been sitting planning and and drawing in like programs and set, like um some funding applications that we've been received recently and stuff like that like just getting all the programs ready and set for when we've got that announcement that we're ready to go then we can hit the ground running yeah. and just get back to it because i think i think as you know as well and 
like me and you have discussed this personally, that there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of issues on the back of this, like for people in their lives and stuff, like whether it be mental health or 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 a lot, lot of stuff like people that have just sat on the couch as well through this time that have just got used to doing that, like maybe a little bit depressed and stuff. Like community sports going to be needed more than ever, I think. Yeah, one one thousand percent. I think we've got um, so organisations like ourselves, um, like the, the providers, like the sports clubs, are going to mm. play a huge part the other yeah, side of this. For yeah. all of suspension, <clears throat> so you know, with it, what are we in now? We're in week yeah. two. Um, people are used to meeting each other and, and nodding, and you know that. However long this this kind of lockdown is, whether it's three, six weeks, or whatever it's going to be. That's a long time, isn't it, to, to form a habit of not being able to interact with people. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's right. Have that you have you been working on anything like anything for yourself, like as in like new habits or anything like that that you're thinking that you're putting in place now? So when you come out the back of this, that you've formed yourself new habits or anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've kind of uh, it was about time I started getting uh, back active again. So. I guess for me, it's it's um, like with a lot of people, it's given me a little bit of time to think. So lots of thinking space and and refining the way I do things. So just becoming a little bit more regimented yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, wearing those hats, it's you know it's pretty tough at times. And uh, you know, there's been times where I haven't switched off. I'm just on the go like a <laughs> like a no, Tasmanian right. devil at times. Like your own self care goes a little bit out the window a bit, doesn't it? Like and yeah. people don't. Uh, some people don't realise that they think because you're a coach, they think that you're that you're that you're on the go all the time. That you're you, you are on the go all the time. It's not physically all the time. You're mentally on the go all the time as a coach. And um, and sometimes like yeah. you're, you as a coach, you always put your your athlete or your your participants' needs in front of yours, don't you? And you're always going the extra mile for them, and then you forget to actually do it for yourself a bit sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent, and that's kind of it's given me that kind of um, headspace to, to really think about kind of how I can make myself better. So I've I've suddenly got time to invest in in different areas around organising myself and prioritising things. Yeah, um, you know, a lot lot more time with the missus now, which is, is it more you know, home time and everything. Yeah, and uh, just appreciating. Yeah, that's right appreciating a few more things a lot more and and i definitely 100 percent i neglected that for a long period of time so what it's done now is give me some headspace and to put, and, your, put, put the little yeah. implement and back in for you isn't it like i've been going out for for walks every morning now which i haven't done since quite a long time like when i when i probably done that that charity body transformation um in 2017 like that i was used to, i had to walk every every morning to do uh faster cardio as such but i forgot how enjoyable it was and how it sets you up for the day like now on but every day i've been out at half six i'm walking down the river it's lovely and bright out there and it's warm now that the weather's perked up and um you have a nice walk. I'm out for an hour. I walk down to the locks and everything and back. And it's such a nice walk. And it clears your brain for the rest of the day. You're ready. You're set. And like, allows you time to think and reflect on stuff as well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Probably um, what it's what it's done is, I mean, I, in the build-up to the kind of 2017 World Cup, I had a really good routine. It's kind of um, made me revisit that routine really remind me of, of the benefits of it around that headspace that thinking and those walks you really yeah. do appreciate them a lot yeah, more now you're only allowed out once yeah. a day. and uh, you know and people need to really really appreciate that uh, I don't want to sound like like a preacher but I think people need to start listening yeah. around that don't yeah, they that, that time, it? it's using this time productively like I've, I've sat there and I've thought that like there's lots of things I've been putting in place that, that it's productive through this time because I think it'd be easy to sit down and go oh, I'm going to have a rest but having a rest when you come out the back of this you're either you know, do you want to be thriving through this time because we're never going to get this time ever again like once this, once it's sorted, no. that's it for the rest of our lives. We're not going. I'd be very amazed if something else came along that put this on our lifetime. Um, like so, this time needs to be used productively to sit there and and think. Right, well, how can I improve things, and how can I come out of this thriving? What could we do to hit the ground running? And that's what uh, I've been sitting on and doing a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent, and. Um... You know, I, I genuinely think um, we're going to come out of this with a completely different mindset as a society. I mean, you're seeing 
which is why I'm keen to kind of um, celebrate that that local work that's going on. I think there's um, there's lots of great examples of just humanity, humans being humans again, and not hiding yeah. behind computers and and on phones. Just that humanity, and I love people. I absolutely love people. I'm passionate about people, and um, you know, I think people are going to start to be nice yeah, to each other yeah, again and, so, and appreciate yeah. that everyone has brought everyone and, together. And, isn't yeah, I mean, on social media, there was a, there was a pretty powerful statement. I can't read it word for word off the top of my head, but it talks about is this nature's way of um, forcing us indoors to have a little think? And I think actually, you know, is that? Is. I it? saw I another one. I saw another one that said um, uh, there's there's less cars on the road, there's less pollution in the air, there's less. Um, less stuff on TV. There's, I, I can't remember. It was a great big long list of them. But it was like, this is a reset button. Like Life has given us this to to reset our buttons, to work on like improving ourselves yeah. and getting... Like, that was it, like, like everyone's not eating takeaways as much or, or any because nowhere's open. They're eating healthy food. It's getting them back to cooking and like cooking good food and healthy food, stuff like that. They're exercising more, everything like that. So hopefully it will form good habits for everyone. And then we'll come out the better at the back of this, like much stronger people and communities. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that. And uh, it's, it's a hope mm. we've got, um, it's, you know, it's interesting to see how people like to re- um, react to yeah. adversity, and it, it's something I look for as a coach. I look to create adversity and, and, and test character, which is important. So, I think, yeah, let's let's see how we get the other side. But um, it's definitely like we alluded on, and I'll, I'll zoom in on the point that organisations like ours are going to be absolutely key the other side of this, and we've got to be yeah, the best be ready possible to hit the ground so, running, haven't we? And that's. Uh, that's kind of what we're doing at, at street games there is where we're really working with our like locally trusted organizations and having an understanding of where we can support. Cause like you said before, they're, they're getting a million emails every day with support, which is great, but actually, you know, we need to hold hands a little bit more and have a deep understanding of how we can help and how we can prepare them for, to be in, yeah. in a position where they're ready to go the other side of this, be that October, September, whenever it is. And it's massively important. Yeah, no, completely agree. Completely agree. No, that's that's really good. So I think now is probably no better time to announce like our new organisation that we've just set up. Um, so like we yes. mean you've we've gone into partnership and we've set up a, another CIC that's called Sport on Your Doorstep. Um, that's going to be. Yep. Uh, we're both very excited about it, aren't we? So I'll let you. Like, how about I'll leave? I'll let you instead of me questioning. I'll let you explain like what sport on your doorstep's going to be and and what we're going to be doing. Yeah, so um, sport on your doorstep was born out of um, our passion for for community based sport. Um, so we'd obviously we're, we were keen to kind of um, unpack our. Um, experience over the years of, of community-based sport and working with young people um, from disadvantaged yeah. areas um, through through multi-sport. So we've seen an opportunity to work together and, and pool our ideas and unpack that um, all that experience. So we're going to be looking at um, taking multi-sport into disadvantaged areas across Kent, primarily in those those three areas that we talked about, as they are the kind of um, most yeah. disadvantaged areas amongst Kent so um, Dover and Shetway uh, Medway and uh, across Thanet so we're going to be delivering um, doorstep support um, through different partnerships we're also going to look to um, to get into schools across Kent delivering um, activities that wouldn't normally go on in there so we're going to be looking at um, bringing wheelchairs together um, to deliver some wheelchair support I guess a lot of our experience over the years has taught us that um, traditional sport probably doesn't work with yeah, those young right. people. The non-traditional as well. Don't engage. It opens up to a lot of yeah. people, doesn't it? So, yeah. So with that in mind, we're going to be looking at um, delivering um, alternative um, sport and physical activity. So things like archery tag, um, which is kind of a great fun. Oh, Everyone definitely. Loves that when they get that out and start playing with that, it's brilliant fun. Definitely, and I think um, the powerful thing with things like that is you pull that out of the bag, and it's got a completely different yeah. reaction than pulling yeah. a rugby ball or a 
track it out. So um, primarily we're going to be delivering kind of the, those those non-traditional sports um, across school settings and and um, deep in yeah. the community and as well. Also, so like, right at the heart. Clear to, um, like, it's, it's good to make clear as well, like, like the wheelchair sports that we're going to be doing. Of course, that able, enables more access to um, disability, uh, people with disabilities across Kent and the disadvantaged areas, but also like the, the wheelchair sports, they're great fun. Like I think this, I think that's going to, like we're saying about it not being non-traditional sport. I think a lot of people are going to open their eyes to that. Like I played a game of wheelchair basketball at the copper box, like when we were on a street games, multi-sport festival. And it was one of the most like greatest fun games I'd had in, in years it's such a great, great fun like in the wheelchairs, like playing the basketball and the rugby, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a it's great fun, and it's a way of getting hard work uh, people that don't well. normally engage. In yeah, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of respect. Obviously, working with um, um, yeah. disabled athletes for, for quite a long time now, that I do really appreciate. Um, know the adversity they go through and how they overcome it they're so mentally tough right, and, I, and physically I'm, tough as right well I'm saying as well in them to your it's not just all disabled athletes is it in them terms no so in a, in, in wheelchair rugby league it's um it's a, a really inclusive sport so you can be male female um able-bodied disabled um it's mm-hmm. five aside so the only stipulation around it is that or at any one time, that five needs to have a minimum of three disabled uh, participants. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's really really inclusive to play in the kind of national structure. So your your competitive leagues, you just have to be yeah. over fourteen. But uh, beyond that, there is some activity for the, yeah, for the younger yeah, people and um, young younger than I'm younger than fourteen. To, I'm looking forward to getting this about. out there because like I don't, people have never accessed this at all, not in the areas that we live in anyway. Uh, we know that for sure. Like young people, as in you know, like in the schools and everything like yeah. that. There's going to be kids there that never ever played any of these games that we're going to be bringing with this new organisation, isn't there? Oh, it's it's going to be massive, yeah, and it's really important. And I think uh, just just to go back onto the wheelchair experience, and um, what a lot of schools will engage with as well is is kind of raising awareness around um, you know, what it's like to yeah. be uh, disabled, um, living with a dis- um, yeah, living with a um, yeah. with a condition. Um, so it kind of gives them that different perspective, doesn't it? And, and kind of opens their eyes. So a lot of schools get involved uh, for that reason. So we've uh, very, very yeah, exciting no, times. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're very passionate about about getting sport to people that wouldn't normally experience it. And, you know, and, and these kind of alternative sports and delivered in, in, the, in the right style are, are going to, you know, are going to, bring some success yeah, and engagement no, with those young people all, so really we've already got our first program running up, up and running haven't we do you want to talk about that one yeah so um in medway we're working with um a refugee group um so a young refugee group who are aged from kind of 17 up to around uh, 22 um, so we work with uh, kent county council um who've identified these young people um, who need an activity, a positive experience in an activity. So um, we deliver um, a weekly session with these young people um, once a week for two hours. So we send uh, Louis in, who's um, one of our uh, deliverers, who's, who's great yeah, at top building um, relationships. Yeah, he's great, great guy. Absolutely the right person for that role. Um, so we do kind of um, an hour and a half of football and then we're working with a small cohort from that group around um, putting them on their uh, coaching qualifications. So we're looking at working with them on their um, yeah. FA level Hopefully one. Hopefully you never so know, they might become part thing. of our workforce for sport on your doorstep as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And the, the 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 bigger we grow, we can we can potentially offer them that employment um, further down the line. And we'll know they're the right people because they they've been yeah. delivering in that environment and they've built up their expertise. So these um you know these these young people are great. There's um there's so many different nationalities. I can't think of the top of my head, but definitely into double figures. So um the aim of that project is to connect all these different um, nationalities together and. 
kind of ingrain them in the wider community because um, as, as we both know um, from experience, there's, there's a perception around young people and refugees. So it's kind of opening that up and, and you know, painting them yeah, in a, in a positive right. light so and giving them a positive It's integrating the community as well, isn't it? Like it's getting them to be part of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we've got some local um, Indigenous young people involved in that project, which is massively important as well. So it is, it's, it's doing all of the above of integrating and getting these people used to working and, and being in and around different people because quite often these young people are, are isolated um, and this kind of Wednesday yeah, session is all they've right. got. So it's, 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 it's a, a real program, isn't it? It looks, fant- it looks fantastic. Lovely. Yeah, I've only, I haven't visited the program yet, obviously, because uh, we managed to get a couple of sessions in and then we've got hit with COVID-19. But as soon as we're back, I'll be coming down yeah. to, to meet them all. But I've yeah. seen all the videos and the pictures from the first few sessions and it really, yeah. it's, the uptake's been really great, hasn't it? Yeah, we're getting, you know, we're getting well over 20, 20 to the session. There's already a demand to kind of yeah. extend that session. So we're going to look at what that might look like and try and shape that. And there's obviously, there's just so many outcomes from this particular group and, yeah. and it's exciting. We're at the early stages and, and um, you know, Louis doing a doing a great job. Um, we've also, um, obviously before all this hit, we was, um, was about to launch a project in partnership with um, yeah. Southeast Railway. Um, a thing called you versus train through street games as well. So that's around um, around rail safety and trespassing on the railway. So we identified um, um, Gillingham as, as a hotspot and, and an area that they wanted to to concentrate on. So through kind of our network, uh, we'll, we'll be delivering alongside physical activity is um, messages around um, why it's not safe and education around and why trespassing yeah, is, no, isn't no, good. It's, good. it's so, great to be part of these uh, initiatives, isn't it? Like it's it's awesome to be able to use sport as the power. The sport is just the yeah. tool, isn't it, to to educate all the other um, information, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's probably something we didn't touch upon before. But what makes community sport different is, um, you can wrap a lot more kind of. Um, stuff around it so that's stuff being youth work that stuff being um education um around drug use that type of stuff so absolutely sport is the thing that keeps them there is that is the glue that knits them together if you like and around that we can deliver so many different messages and that's why kind of um campaigns like you versus train um that's why kind of the the the, uh, guys running the refugee group have, have reached out they understand that sport is is a you know is a powerful tool in in helping them reach the yeah. various outcomes. So um, yeah, so that, that no, that's where we're at at the minute. It's, uh, exciting it's exciting times. Time. Like get out of this this coronavirus um, pandemic that we're in. It'd be it's really exciting times to see how how we can build sport on your yeah. doorstep and and um, and obviously replica both all of our organisations that we're already involved in and um, try and, and try and build it to be bigger. So, and it... Oh, and I think, I think we've actually forgot, actually, I've got one, we've got one more in the, uh, in the bank as well, haven't we around serve. So we're working with uh, street games again, that's and right. the Lawn Tennis yeah, Association yeah, I'm delivering. I'm looking forward to that because uh, I'm going on the course. I'm going on the course to, for the short yeah, tennis, it's be... isn't it? The game and everything. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Obviously to, you know, when you talk about traditional sports settings, there's not many as uh, as traditional as tennis um, in its old form. You know, Wimbledon's very mm. prestigious. It's played on beautiful grass. You've got to be in white clothing. Um, it's very, um, you know, the perception of tennis is, is quite um, interesting, isn't it? It's a yeah. middle-class sport. Um, it, um, so what's really interesting there is that they're looking to change that approach and, um, and try and engage Know, kids that wouldn't normally get involved in it, and for that to happen, they've realised actually they're going to need to create a modified and streetified version. So, serves looks at um, bringing out kind of um, equipment that we can yeah, just literally so getting, roll out on the street because we get the we get the court, don't we? the urban court that we that we're rolling out and then yeah. put the net up and off we go and play the short game, don't we? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's, I'll be, that's, I'll that's be really play, exciting I'll be piece of work. I'm out in the community. <laughs> yeah, I'll practice that after today. Yeah, I mean, tennis, tennis has been. Uh, I've been, you know, quite 
surprisingly passionate about tennis. I um, I, I used to play a little bit back home and uh, you know got to a level where it, it got yeah. too much as a cost. So I was literally a bit, a bit of a scallywag, uh, jumping the fences <laughs> of local tennis clubs and just popping up where I used to do that. I used and, to do uh, it to a school, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one off. of the schools local in Tunbridge. The, um, they had a great outdoor tennis like it was only concrete ground but they had a good they had a good court so we used to nip over the fence as kids and go and play tennis as well at the weekends it was great fun we used to try our luck at uh, the David Lloyd Centre (laughs) in uh, in Warrington and uh, we got away, got away with that a few times, but uh, yeah, they cottoned on in the end. Yeah, so I'm not going to get away with uh, that one. No, yeah. good stuff. All right, mate. Well, we've been going. We've been going 45 minutes now, so we've had a good, we've had a good chat, which is good. And hopefully, a lot of people are taking um, the information that we've passed on and excited just as we are for what we can get. We like to talk. Sorry, mate. I broke you broke <laughs> up there. Would you say? Yeah. So we, we like, like to talk, chat, don't we? I think. Yeah. yeah, that's what this about- is for. Though. That's- Luckily, and that's what podcasts are for. If you did, if you were, if you didn't like to chat, there's no point you've been doing a podcast because otherwise it'd be quite boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I'm just going to finish off with a couple <laughs> yeah, of definitely. questions for you then. So, like, who's your? So let's start with like, who's your sporting role model? Who's your role model in sport? Like, I'm sure got a few, I guess. Um, Kind of my uncle Tom was a bit of a bit of a role model for me with sport. Maybe not a, a sporting person that's a role model, but he kind of um, introduced me into sport yeah. alongside my old man. Um, he was he was a bit of a darts was player he, yeah. in Warrington, so uh, he took me around. The, and uh, I think mean, that's why I like to talk a lot. I was uh, kind of born in and around the pubs in that social <laughs> that environment. Really like um, well. <laughs> yeah, so me. So my, my uncle Tom was my kind of um, early role model around sport. He got me into the wire, um, got me passionate. So um, so my uncle Tom, in terms of actual sports people, that's a role model. Um, a local player called uh, Paul Cullen at Warrington. Um, he was, if you uh, if you cut him open, he bled primrose and blue, yeah. which is the colours of the Warrington um, um, Wolves. And he was uh, just so passionate and just loved the town and, he he would run through anything for you know for the fans and for the town so I think I just loved his passion um, for the sport and the way he kind of uh, went about his business tough tough good bloke and had a lot of time for people I loved the way he, he played on the field and the way yeah. he conducted himself off it so I took a lot of influence from, from Paul and I got um, luckily enough to uh, to spend a little bit of time with him um, when I was coaching oh, on the brilliant. scholarship at Warrington so he became head coach at the club so a bit, bit of a local hero. So I'd say uh, Paul Cullen, uh, my uncle Tom, and uh, a guy called Mike Gregory as well. He was the the Warrington captain uh, when I was growing up. So just just a great role model. Just very very professional. Great off the field, tough on it. So uh, yeah, they were they were kind of two of my um, early role models growing up. Uh, in terms of more recent times um, as a coach, I'd look up to. Um, kind of people like Wayne Bennett, who up until recently was the um, England um, rugby league coach, so multi uh, multi title winning um, coach. It's just just a legend, and um, you know he always talks about his people skills and how he built relationships and stuff. So uh, kind of Wayne Bennett. Um, I've got quite a few to be honest. Yeah, the best ones. Kind of, yeah, good stuff. Kind of so what's your so what's your future yeah, of coaching goals? Actually, then? Um, so obviously with uh, World Cup coming up in uh, in 2021, so we're preparing for three campaigns across the the, uh, the squads that I'm involved in. Um, so immediately it'll be around um, for the women's. We set the bar quite high. Um, so that bronze medal in in 2018 um, was unexpected. So kind of that's that's forced yeah. us to raise the bar in a good way. So uh, we're coming away from uh, those two campaigns with two medals in the. The, uh, the seniors and the open squads. So uh, anything below that would be pretty disappointing. Um, so um, it's kind of working out the best way of, of, of achieving that outcome. And um, you know, to, to use, a, use a cliche, it's all about that process, isn't it? And yeah. then the outcome looks after itself. So kind of excited about working out um, what that journey and what that roadmap is to get us those two medals. Um, for Scotland, so... Um, you know, that, that's a real tough one. So where I was sat in a position in, in 2019 looking at winning a World Cup, 
with Scotland, it's it's a journey of kind of um, doing our best to get out of the group. We've got a, a tough group at the World Cup, so um, very, very different. So it's kind of um, a journey of getting those guys um, to a place where we're very competitive on the world stage. So success for me um, in terms of an outcome would be uh, would be getting out of that group and, and getting into the uh, the knockout stages Fantastic, of the World Cup in 2021. So very, very, very you exciting. Are, I'm going to be you a busy are. man. Best so it's, uh, it's going to be fun, isn't it? I mean, what a good, what a, got a lot to look forward to, and it's all positive, which is fantastic. Cool, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. finally, then, so if anyone wants to follow you or get in contact with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, my socials are um, on Twitter. Um, I'm fairly active. I'm fairly sensible on Twitter, so. I share a lot of kind of good practice and, and coaching stuff on there. So you'll find me um, at Twigamala11. So that's uh, T-U-I-G-A-M-A-L-A, um, 11. Um, so Twigamala, um, apparently I used to look like the uh, the famous uh, Wigan Rugby League player by Inga Twigamala, oh, so that's wonder, where that comes from. I wondered where the Twig um, came from, because that's what your nickname is, isn't it? I wondered where that was. <laughs> I wondered if that was some, like, uh, some old, yeah. like, legend legendary like like uh sporting moment from your own career but clearly not <laughs> <laughs> yeah just some, just some big samoan bloke and he's played for wigan yeah yeah big samoan bloke he's played for wigan uh, the, the team I dis- probably dislike the most but uh, <laughs> yeah so uh you'll find me on twitter um talking a bit of rubbish and uh you you can uh, you'll you'll find me on uh, on Facebook yeah. there just just by searching my name and uh, in terms of um, contact details so my email address is uh, matt.rufsedge at uh, streetgames.org yeah, so that's cool. the best Excellent. one to get hold of me on yeah and just before we finish off then like as we said like sport on your doorstep our new organisation we've we've um, our all our social media is now live. We're now doing our best. Obviously, we're hoping to really have kicked on with it, but obviously everything come to a bit of a stop with coronavirus. But you can find we've got a page on on Facebook, Sport on Your Doorstep, and our Instagram and Twitter handles are Sport on Your DS. So you can find us there. Please give us a follow um, and like our page and everything. So then we can get going with this this new organisation and make it and start building it for everyone's communities. So apart from that, then Mark, I think I think we're there, mate. I think we've had a good. We're now fifty two minutes. I think this might even be the longest podcast we've done so far. So I don't think I've broke the hour yet. Um, I know we've, I've had a couple of guests that like a good chat, but I think uh, I think we're nearly there, mate. So, so thanks for coming on, buddy. I think this is a good one, and hopefully, um, a lot of people will take some good info from it, get motivated, and also if they want to be part of like community sport, get in touch with us. Yeah, definitely. I think um, let's give this this podcast a share, guys, and let's look after each other in this in these yeah, uh, these stuff. tough times. So, um. Yeah, let's keep looking after each other and uh, right, keep working out right. to get the Good nation stuff. active. All right then, buddy. All right, well, stay safe, stay active, stay happy, and um, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, see you soon. And we'll see you on the other side. Mate. Catch you later. Take it off.